Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Employment Matters podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the world. I'm your host, Nuno Gouveia, partner with Miranda Alliance, Miranda Yusianju. On the program, we spend the globe and receive updates on critical issues from ELA members in the region. On today's episode, we'll be discussing a very hot topic in Angola, the new general labor law and the ongoing fixed term employment contracts, which is a key issue that will arise within the legislation. Joining us on the program are Eliezer Cortreal and Adil Cardoso, respectively partner and managing associate with Miranda Alliance, Fatima Freitas and Iosiadjo. Eliezer and Adil, welcome. We are delighted to have you on our program. Thank you for joining us. How are you today? I'm very well, no, no. Thank you. It is a pleasure to be here with you today. And hi, Adil. Hi, no, no. Thank you for the invitation. I'm fine. I'm fine, and I hope you are too. Good, good. Well, gentlemen, we have here a very hot topic and a very complex question that will arise with the new legislation that was approved in, in, by the National Assembly a few days ago. So, on this topic, with the new general labor law about to be finally approved by the National Assembly and the statute passed the final reading in Parliament, what will happen then to the employment contracts for a fixed term? Meaning, will we have new rules? What are your conclusions and your assessment on the new law, Eliezer? Okay, no, no. Well, talking about this specific topic, because this law will bring us, it seems that it will bring us a lot of new situations. And one of them is regarding the employment contracts for a fixed term. And for this, we know, at least at this point, because as you said, the law was approved by the parliament, but still needs to be promulgated by the president. So it seems that the concepts of micro, small, medium, and large company used in the current general labor law will not continue in the new law. So the calculations of remuneration, compensation, and regarding type of contracts have been eliminated. All companies are then now subject to the same rules, notably regarding the amount allowances for particular work conditions, such as overtime, shift, and night work, and indemnities due in case of termination. So these concepts will be changed with this new law, and the treatment of the companies will be equal, regardless the size of the company. The new general labor law considers that the employment contract for an unlimited term is the default type of employment agreement. Employment contracts for a fixed term must be made in writing and their underlying reasons must be expressed and completely described in the contract. This requirement does not apply whenever the fixed term is granted on occasional tasks, seasonal work or urgent work to safeguard the company's facilities or equipment entered into for a period of less than 30 days. I would also add that failure to enter in an employment contract for a fixed term in writing is considered to be an infringement attributable to the employer and the contract is considered to be entered into for a limited term. So this is very clear. And actually, this is what we had before the law that still is in force in 2015. And so they changed again the rules 
and the rule in terms of type of employment contract will be, as we said, a limited term contract. And so the rules to you use a fixed term employment contract will be very strict. Another situation brought by this new law is that the experience of the fixed term employment contracts motivated by the employer depends on a prior notice of 30 calendar days and not the former deadline of 15 business days under the past general labor law. If said prior notice is not compliant, employee is entitled to compensation and the employment contract is considered renewed or converted into an employment contract for an unlimited term if the maximum duration has been reached. Well, Elias, this is indeed a complete change in the laws and in the rules on fixed-term contracts. From a totally open rule to hire employees for a fixed term, could you please elaborate on these new rules, meaning what in specific will happen in terms of duration, the underlying uh, reasons? Well, what will happen? Will we return to a past regime under the 2000 law? So what will happen then? Well, unlike the former general level law, the new sets out that employment contracts for a fixed term may be only entered into on recessional terms and for the underlining reasons foreseen in the law under a closed standard of cases, such as substitution of a temporarily absent employee, temporary or recessional increase in company's normal activities, carrying out occasional and punctual tasks that do not fall within the scope of activity of the company, seasonal work, when the activity to be performed as it is temporarily limited does not advise the expansion of the company's permanent staff, execution of urgent necessary work, launch of new activities, employment of physically handicapped and their live first-time job applicants, execution of well-defined tasks, execution, management, and supervision of civil construction and public works, learning and practical professional learning. So these are the situations that should be the grounds to you to hire someone under this type of fixed-term employment contract. So you will stop having a total open rule for fixed-term hiring and any type of temporary needs. So we need to see if the need corresponds to one of these. So basically, this will be it then. Exactly. Exactly. You are fully correct. What we have today will be completely changed because nowadays you can choose which type of contract to be used without any need to justify why. But now with this new general level law, you will you will have to prove and use a specific reason to hire the employee under that employment contract. Elias, so basically, we want to return then to the 2000 regime, but we also have news on the, the duration of the contract. So we have now rules that allow contracts to go all the way to 10 years. So what will happen then with the new law? Yeah, no, no. The maximum duration for a fixed-term employment contract was also changed from five and 10 years, that is what we have today, to six months in case of seasonal work or performing urgent work, for instance, 12 months in case of temporary or recessional increase in the company normal activity, 
36 months in case of hiring the substitution of a temporary absent employee, physically handicapped underlie candidates for the first job, etc. Like, and this is like the main rule is to go up to 36 months. You have an exception that allow you to go up to 60 months or meanwhile, like five years in case of launching new activities of a certain duration or in case of beginning of work, restructuring or expansion of activities. So again, even in terms of duration of deployment contracts, it was fully changed if we compare what we have today. But in any way, we didn't go back to the law of 2000, that the maximum periods for any situation was 36 months. In this case, there are some situations where you can go up to five years. Okay, Elias, well, very relevant news from Angola. Well, Adil, I did not forget you. And I'm going to basically make a, perhaps a very hard question from, from a technical standpoint is, in terms of maximum periods for fixed-term hiring, what will happen with the entry into force with the new general labor law? I no, no, thank you. I would start to say that there will be an absence of transactional rules, rules in the application of the future general labor law to ongoing fixed-term employment contracts. So well, I would say that the following points should be considered regarding to this. Namely, the current general labor law has established long maximum deadlines for the hiring of employees of fixed-term basis, being five years for large companies and 10 years for the other types of companies. So the draft of the new LGT reflects a regime close to the former 2000 general labor law regime on fixed-term contract that entails, uh, just for you to understand, the use of underlying justification that will be required within the cause permitted by law. More relevantly, the maximum time periods allowed will vary between 6, 12, and 36 months, depending on the reason used by the employer, which Elias already highlighted before. And again, a period of six months is even provided for in the case of startup companies or opening of establishment or launching of new activities. In this way, the new general labor law will generally entail a reduction of the maximum time allowed for fixed-term hiring. Also, the new law will always apply to all ongoing employment relationships okay, by applying the rules of civil code. However, the new general labor law shortens the maximum duration of fixed-term. In the absence of rules of transitional law, on the subject, the legal rule is that the shortening of time limits will apply to all ongoing contracts. This result also from the interpretation of our civil code. However, in order to mitigate the negative effect of the immediate application of the shortening of the deadline, the law states that the shorter new period will only apply as from the date of the entry into force of the new law, unless that maximum duration of current employment contract is close to being reached. In that case, they allow in that terms, also resulting from the interpretation of, of civil code. Well, the, so what we have then is a major problem. So with the maximum periods being shortened, something will happen to the ongoing fixed-term employment contracts that are still being performed when the new law comes into force. Meaning you already touched upon that 
problematic from a legal standpoint. Perhaps for for our audience to capture the problem, could you give us like like some examples of you know, how this will work into real facts? Because I, I assume that every company will have necessarily cases like this in their workforce. So how can in the real world scenario this situation can materialize into a problem? Yes, and you're right. This will cause a major problem from the ongoing fixed-term contract. Let me give you, for example, example. imagining that the date of entry into force of the new general has been in 1st July 2023. So fixed-term contract entered on July 2020 for one year, renewable up to five years for the opening of the new establishment, for example, which will answer allow an identical period of six months or five years under the new general labor law. So the final date in that case for the maximum duration of contract should be of 30 June 2025. For another example, if you have a fixed-term contract concluded in 1 January 2022 for one year, equally renewable up five years, but now with the reason that the new general labor law only allow to the last up of 36 months, here the end date will be 30 of December 2025, and the contracts in that case cannot be renewed until 2027, and it should be according to the current labor law. So what we will have then is shorter periods that will apply to ongoing contracts, and so the risks are, or me as a company, or I need to expire a contract, or eventually I need to transform an employee into a permanent one, because now the deadline for fixed term is shorter. So, so in a nutshell, from what you're saying in your examples is basically it then. Correct. Well, really, really is. I mean, I, I thank you for, for that, but I still have one last question. We touched upon the, the new regime and the implications of the new regime. Looking at what Adil just said, what, from your both personal points, what are your practical recommendations? Meaning what companies should do to avoid being exposed to risks or fines so perhaps we'll start with you, Adil. So what is your take on all this problematic and what companies should do to cope with this? Well, uh, thank you again. So I think company will have to make a review on all the existing fixed-term contracts for now. You need to see how many contracts they have, see the limits for the uh, maximum duration. If they are close to reach uh, 36 months, limit of duration now set up on the new law, and maybe also instrument the renewals in writing via then and set out an underlying reason, just to try to have enough ground to, to support the existing fixed-term contracts. Good, good deal. Well, Elias, what's your take here on this? Well, uh, how do you see it? So what companies should do to cope with these? What are your recommendations on this topic? Well, then, uh, farther to what Adeil just said, and uh, indeed the companies will have to do that evaluation of their current situation and consider whether to enter into a dendus in which it will underline the reason for the hiring for limited period of time. They, the employers, also need to consider the potential shortening the maximum term in the existing fixed-term contracts or renewals. This is also something that they will have to do because this new law will bring favorable treatment for the employees. And so for them to don't 
have any risk of the contracts to be considered as converted in an unlimited contracts, they should look into that possibility as well. Elias and Nadia, so what I see from takes on this topic is that we have an increased risk of litigation. How do you see this in practice? Because you know, what can happen is like the employer understands that the contract is for fixed term and so terminate the contract just communicating its experience, but the employee understands that it is already converted and so goes to the court and claims that the termination was illegal. So yes, this is a very high risk in those circumstances of litigation. Adil, do you want to add something else? The problems are big. Companies should, should be proactive. What is your final take? Yes, sharing my experience, I have been receiving calls from the clients asking they what to do. We have several fixed-term contracts. Which deadline should we use? The maximum duration that they have according to the new law? Or should we shortening that maximum duration to adjust to the new general labor law? So clients are very worried about this new rule on fixed-term contract as the exceptional regime for the contract. So yes, companies now preparing this may have an impact on having companies rushing to terminate these contracts, which will impact on the labor market for sure. Okay. Well, gentlemen, it was a pleasure having you here. Thank you, Sadil. Thanks, Eliezer, for the session. It was quite enlightening to me. This is all the time that we have today. Eliezer and Nadil, this has been a very interesting discussion. Thank you for the time. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you, Nuno. Thank you, Nuno. Thank you, our listeners, for, for tuning in. If you would like to connect with Eliezer or Adil, please click on the bios in the description of this podcast. We also encourage you to reach out to any of our lawyers around the world by selecting Find a Lawyer on the ELA website at ela.law. In addition, search the ELA website where you can sign up to receive invitations to our upcoming webinars, download white papers, and on-demand content from our online library, or access the ELA's exclusive global employer handbook. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Nuno Gouveia. Thanks for listening.